everyone and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Tim Thompson and I'm joined as always by Mr. MC. That would be me. And this is episode 10 of season 4 of Tomorrow Geese. Oh my god, so Bloody. many. Don't interrupt me. I haven't Speak finished. one of fucking one, alright? God, I haven't finished the intro and it just already, yap, yap, yap. <laughs> this is episode 10 of season 4, <laughs> Bleed It Out Myself, part 2. Now you get to speak. What happened last time, MC? Not sure I want to now. <laughs> last time, uh, so, um, we got a little bit of uh, insight into Gav's past, and he was a, a carefree basketball enthusiast. <laughs> 15 years old. His, that was just so he could accuse Lou of being a pedo. Um, so yeah, he was just a, a carefree lad um and then his friends were eaten by vampires and then that was his uh sudden induction into this dark and dangerous spooky supernatural world um mc just seems to be doing a detective thing sort of of uh, finding the notes the ones that said about yeah. the upcoming apocalypse and then going to a post office <laughs> and threatening slash bribing the manager into <laughs> figuring out where they came from it was an interesting episode yeah mostly noticeable for the basketball balls i think yeah. was oh, yeah. uh, the main takeaway i got from that yeah. which pretty much sums up everything you need to know about part one <laughs> um but we finally got to see mc hopefully getting his butt in gear at least to see who sent him the notes regarding yeah. In the apocalypse yeah. so let's hope uh, part two is better way more interesting that's <laughs> what i'm hoping for <laughs> let's find out it's bleeding up myself part two previously on tomorrowgason gav watched as the old man fought the fiend that had murdered his pals eventually chopping its head off again he burst and disappeared in thin air what's going on gav asked we have to go now. More are on the way, and we haven't got the whole team here. From high on top of the buildings above the alley, three deformed faces watched MC and Gav leave. Tonight, revenge will be ours for all the disruptions and disturbances we have been caused by that one human. This night will be his last. Stay close to him. I want to know the second he is vulnerable. Yes, Master Furia. The two smaller vampires started to track the man in question as Furia continued to watch from their rooftop. After moving aside some old tea bags and a few tin cans, MC found what he was looking for. He pulled the piece of paper out of the envelope and read the information just to be sure. The Apocalypse. Are you ready? Fishing out the other notes the gang had received, MC left the tip. Sorry, I'm not angry at you. I just wish he'd take responsibility for his own daughter. He kissed Louise on the forehead. I got it! I know exactly what you need! A break! Louise, I'm taking you out for the entire day! After waiting for a few minutes, a man walked over to where MC was standing. I'm Vic, I'm the general manager here. Can I help you, sir? MC reached into his pocket and fished out the letters he had found at the tip the night before. Someone's been sending me unwanted posts, and I want to know where they were sent from. If I gave it a little time, I could probably find out where they were posted, which post he picked them up, and when. Vic said in a lowered voice. It's a start. When will it be ready? Uh, a few days. Right then, I'll see you tonight. I am going to burst. Louise rubbed her stomach. How can that be? You hardly ate anything. Gav proclaimed. Unlike you, they could feed the starving millions on what you ate tonight. Probably billions. <laughs> oh yeah, Gavin and Louise went for a little day out, didn't they? They had, they had yeah. their first ever day out in London. 
How nice. The historic alleyways. <laughs> Gav and Louise were walking back from a posh restaurant where Gav had booked a table earlier on. I love to. I would love to know what 14-year-old you would have thought to be a posh restaurant, like the Harvester. Frankie or, and Benny's. Yeah, 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 yeah true. <laughs> Definitely the Harvester, though, yeah. They had had a busy day, which included seeing the new Vin Diesel film at the Odeon, taking in a tour of London in a big red open-top bus, walking around the Tate Modern Art Gallery, a boat trip down the Thames, and walking from the east end of London to the west. You're a local of London, (laughs) clearly, you know it all. But did they go down any of the alleys? (laughs) What a date. (laughs) It's like the... Tourists, really. I mean, I guess yeah. they kind of are, in a way. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, they've I mean, been living there for a while, but they didn't really get to know it. Yeah. When you're in London, you've got to go and see the new Vin Diesel film. Obviously, it's a tradition. <laughs> People have been doing it hundreds of years. <laughs> As a side note, I saw a picture of Vin Diesel with hair the other day. Yeah, it's me too. Weird. Yeah. It's weird. It had made Louise feel like a tourist in her own country, but she enjoyed it. Not having to worry about impending doom and being able to behave like a regular woman out with her boyfriend. Is that different to acting like a regular man who's out with his girlfriend? I, I guess you were more entrenched in your gender roles back then. This is very true. So she's probably giggling a lot. <laughs> I bet you bought her like a teddy bear or yeah. something. Yeah. It was dark now, and the bright lights of London made it a romantic walk home. At least Louise thought they were going home until Gav spotted the London Eye. <laughs> just a, in this world, it is just a gigantic eye hovering in the sky. What's that? <laughs> I like to think they were right at, at the bottom of it, like <laughs> really close. <laughs> Come on, he pleaded. I've never been on it before. And look, the line ain't too long. Gav, I'm pretty beat. It's been a wonderful day, but I just want to curl up and snooze the night away. I was kind of hoping for a bit of nookie. <laughs> During the Vin Diesel film. <laughs> What is worse, me writing about my friends having sex Mm. or the fact that I got one of my characters to say nookie? Definitely the first. (laughs) It's only Definitely the first. (laughs) I don't know. I think the only time it's acceptable to say nookie is when you're quoting the Limp Biscuit song. (laughs) I was hoping for a bit of nookie, but seeing as that isn't going to happen, we're going on that big wheel. Oh God, he's a bit demanding, isn't he? (laughs) Well, you won't have sex with me, so we're going on a fucking Ferris wheel. (laughs) It's going to come either way. (laughs) Over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody below is like, oh, a bird did a poo oh, on me. Oh, God. That's the worst thing we've ever said. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. He grabbed Louise's arm and started to pull her towards the London Eye. Oh, London Eye's got a different meaning now, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we late? Oh, bit of the London Eye. <laughs> By the time they reached it, the line was gone and they managed to get on first time. Louise looked out at the big windows of the dome-shaped area and marvelled London at night. Gav came up behind her, oh God, wrapping his arms around her waist, oh no, and kissing her neck. Nope, stop it now. Time for some nookie. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like it's just us. He whispered into her ear. That was close to a whisper for Gav. That's the nearest I could do for a Gav whisper. How romantic. Louise replied, turning around. Or not, she said, pulling away. Three men. All wearing hoddies. <laughs> I like my wardrobe at this point. I had lots of hoddies and jup jumps. <laughs> it's important to stay warm. Three men, all wearing hoddies, joined them in the enclosure as the wheel started to spin. They stayed to one side as Gavin Louise watched as they got higher and higher. It took a few minutes for them to reach the top. You ever been on the London Eye? 
once, I think. Was it good? It was exactly as you'd imagine. Hi. Yeah. Nice views. Sort of underwhelming. <laughs> but, like, not unpleasant, but it's like, okay, cool. That was, yeah. It's a bit like being in a relationship with me, then. <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Hi. Less infuriating, though. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. When they did, the silence inside was broken by a loud growl. Gavin Louise turned to see two of the men had removed their hoods, or hods, revealing they were, in fact, vampires. <sighs> we seemed to... We kind of went through a vampire dry spell for a little bit, where they weren't around <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I don't know why I used that terminology. Uh, but now we've had quite a few vampires. We've got a bit of vampire nookie, haven't we? <laughs> A bit of Lond- a vampire London eye. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, last week, though, we saw Gav's... Um, Penis. That, but also his origin story. Yes. Yeah. Which did involve vampires, so I guess this is going to be the... Oh, yeah, there was uh, Mr. Furia, Master yeah. Furia, Furiosa, that's yeah. a different thing altogether. <laughs> the tallest of the three men, still wearing his hood, or hod, stepped into the light of the middle of the dome. If you bastards are looking for a midnight snack, you've come to the wrong London monument, Gav said, stepping into an attacking stance. Gav, the tallest vampire growled. Upon hearing the voice, Gav dropped his stance. Can't be, he said. The vampire dropped his hood. His vamp facial features seemed to be more developed and aged than the other two. That's the thing from Buffy, isn't it? You know, like the master was all weird because he was super old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Gav, what is it? Louise asked. Furia! Gav stepped back. <gasps> yes, this mysterious vampire we were introduced to yes, last time. Yes, his nemesis. Yeah, because wasn't there a thing where Gav and MC were together mm. and Furia was kind of watching them and we weren't sure which one he was going to yeah. go after? In fact, I think we made the joke about how I was like, oh, which one's he going to go after? And you were like, it's Gav, it's definitely Gav, because yeah. it's Gav's origin story. And I was like, yeah, I know, don't spoil it. <laughs> It sounds like a thing that would have occurred, yes. <laughs> the bed and breakfast was silent. The lack of guests really did give it that empty feel. <laughs> it, yes. It would. In that breaking is news. a correct thing to say. <laughs> empty things are empty. At that particular moment in time, Jay was glad he was alone, with the exception of Amy. She was propped up in a baby carrier next to Jay. They were watching television in the living room. Jay was munching away at a bowl of popcorn, flicking through the channels, eventually stopping at one of his favourite music f- channels. You've got a lot to learn, little Amy. Jay addressed her. I mean, there's a good chance that you're like really bad music growing up. The type that dance real well and look pretty. He shook his head. Amy was staring at him with bright eyes. I've never told anyone this before, and you can't tell. Jay looked around the empty B&B, making sure the cost was clear. <laughs> Don't want to pay any money if he says the wrong thing. One of the first albums I ever brought was New Kids on the Block. But thankfully, I managed to survive that phase and was showed the light by the genius that is heavy metal. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like introducing Amy to Corey Taylor or anything like that, playing her some Slipknot. exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> Amy made a gurgling sound that sounded like she was either agreeing or wondering what in the hell Jay was going on about. A nice little moment there between Jay yeah, and Amy. Yeah, Uncle Jay bonding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel I like when nice things happen with Jay because yeah, he gets all the shit from his <laughs> so-called friends. Yeah. Ooh, we cut back to twelve months ago, unknown England. 
Ah, unknown. <laughs> why, why don't My we know? <laughs> favourite place in England. Oh, is it like parts unknown? Oh. Oh, he's going to bump into the ultimate warrior and Papa Shungo. <laughs> did you complete your mission? Bet your ass we did! Gav proclaimed excitedly. He sat down in one of the seats of the large mobile home. Left those foams and a big pile of dust! Good, good. Gav, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. What is it, Peter? Shut up, your voice is really annoying. <laughs> You're really loud all the time. Ever since you joined us, after we saved you from those vampires, you've been a spectacular in battle. <laughs> in just a short time, you've killed more demons and vampires than anyone else here. We're getting a bit more of a Gav's backstory in yeah. origin. Yeah. Peter's definitely going to die, though, right? Oh, yeah. That's definitely going to happen. Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to help people, like all of us. Early. Coming from a martial arts background, I've got a slight advantage over the other guys. I like to think that in this universe, Gav did Taekwondo for a week when he was 12. <laughs> well, that's all you need. <laughs> you know, I like, what I like about this is you can tell how young I am when I'm writing this because I'm like, a year? That's such a long time. <laughs> God, I bet you learn so much in a year. And now we're in our early to mid 30s. I'm like, God, it's going to take me 4,000 years just to learn how to use this kettle properly. <laughs> I just want to help people like all of us. Only... Coming from my martial arts background, I have a slight advantage over the other guys. This is true. Which is why I'm making you my second in command. Peter! I don't know what to say! Thank you! Gav gets a little medal that says number two on it, a little badge. This is my best 16th. I never thought my 16th birthday would be so good. Do you think it gives him, like, you know, like McDonald's badges for the stars? It gets an extra one on there. Don't thank me. This isn't favouritism. I might not survive one of our battles one day, and I need to leave our operation in the hands of someone I trust. Oh, you might not survive one of the battles mm, one day. Oh, not hinting so. no, anything? No, oh, no. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think we'll cut back to London Night at some point, and Peter will just be in the background, like, yeah. use the force again. <laughs> use the taekwondo. Use your martial arts. <laughs> you can count on me! I know. I just need to make sure. We have another mission already lined up. One that has been planned for quite some time now. What is it? Gav asked. Peter reached under his seat and pulled out an old looking book. Did he take it from the occult section of the <laughs> local library? Did he have to break in to get it? He opened it a few pages in and handed it to Gav. Is that a vampire? He asked. Yes. Peter replied. He's old. Over 800 years. I know he looks different from other vamps. And it's not going to be a simple steak. Spelt correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why they have such a hard time killing vampires, so they just throw meat at them. <laughs> Furia! Gav read the small text under the picture. It's Latin. <laughs> of course it's Latin. Naturally. It's always Latin. He was named that after a massacre in Rome during the 1400s. Roughly translated, it means hellhound. Does it? Do you think that's real? If I Google it. Yeah, can't <laughs> Right, BRB, everyone. <laughs> no, okay, so we... <laughs> clear it's, no, it's wrong, <laughs> is what we have established. Assuming Google Translate as well is right about the Latin translation of Hellhound. I mean, I would trust Google Translate in its Latin translation more than 16-year-old me. Let's put <laughs> yeah, it that way. Yeah. It's Latin. It was named that after a massacre in Rome during the 1400s. Roughly translated, 
it means hellhound. Very roughly translated. <laughs> roughly translated if you ignore the actual translation yeah. and make up your own thing. I'm ready! Gav said, staring his mentor and leader, Peter, directly in the eye. <laughs> Has he got a, a London patch? eye? Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Peter! No, put it away, alright? This isn't really the time. I said I didn't want any nookie! <laughs> I'm ready! Gav said, staring his mentor and leader, Peter, directly in the eye. Good. Then let's get ready. This is totally going to go well, isn't it? Oh, you know, this is going to yeah. be so. And clearly, they don't kill Furia because he's turned up in the London Eye. Yeah. Uh, what if he bought a ticket? He must have paid, right? To... Surely, no one's that evil <laughs> as to go on without paying. We cut to present day. Gavin. Furia spoke with a deep voice. Who is that? Louise said to Gav. He didn't reply. Demon killer. A force for good. The large vampire continued to speak. You thought I had fled after you and your army had attacked me. I... Why are you here? Gav asked. To finish the job I started, of course. And a little payback. You killed many of my children in your daring raid. Gav? Louise said again. Ah, Louise. Furia had Louise's attention. The woman Gav loves. The woman he lives with in a bed and breakfast. <laughs> Is that like mocking? <laughs> the Tokyo Memorial for some reason. The woman he lives with in a bed and breakfast with two other men. J and MC. And let's not forget the new addition, Amy. What a special child she is. All the bad guys know everything about they everyone, really don't do. they, apparently. I don't know why, if you go evil, suddenly yeah. you have all this knowledge of all the good guys. I've made the joke about the encyclopedia at some point. Well, I mean, maybe it's because they refuse to move out of the, the same place, even though it repeatedly gets attacked by <laughs> monsters. Yeah, I guess it would be kind of easy to work out what was going on. Yeah, because, I mean, the bad guys, wherever they lived before, under Hyde Park in some sort of... <laughs> The secret cave. I mean, the versus a bed and breakfast. Tokyo police headquarters. Yeah, but that was a different dynamic. True, true. You've been spying on us, Gav said. For quite some time, I wasn't going to make the same mistakes you did. I've been tracking you for quite some time. You just said that. <laughs> just repeating yourself here. Get to the point. I guess he's old. He just rambles. Yeah, yeah. getting a bit senile. <laughs> I wanted to strike sooner, but things have been getting in the way. Certain demonic en- enteritis. Enteritis. Isn't that a disease? <laughs> Isn't that some sort of, like, intestinal condition? Is it a demonic disease? Is it when you get possessed by a demon? demons have got the shits lately. <laughs> oh, demon squits. Oh. Oh. Certain demonic enteritis. Trying to destroy the world and certain other people. Oh, little hints to yeah. other bigger things, but maybe? All the baddies seem to know what the other baddies are up to as well. Yeah, yeah, they have like a meeting or something. Is there like a rotor of who can try and destroy the world? <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you tried last week, all right? Just put the fucking book of well, it's like Improbus the, down. <laughs> it's like the Inspector Corps, isn't it? You know, they had a priest and they're like, right, your master failed, so we'll get another one in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I guess Fiora is like, well, they're kind of up the shit creek at the moment, so let's get our turn in. Shit creek, because hey. they got enteritis. <laughs> Not again! Gav said quietly, again, as about as quiet as I can do Gav's voice. Kill the girl! Furia instructed the two vampires with him. Leave the boy! 
the vamp snarled and moved forwards. Furia never let his gaze drop from Gav. Ooh, and they're trapped. They've got to fight their way out somehow. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, how many ever feet in the air? Yeah. I know facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see how it's going to transpire what happened, though, because clearly Furia wants revenge on Gav, but I'm mm. suspecting Furia killed Peter. So whether Peter sure. trapped Furia somewhere before, or maybe I Gav think... just humiliated him in the fight? Yeah, I think it's sort of... I he's mean, just Taekwondo. It... Exactly, exactly. He, it, you know, Furia is saying that he wanted to make sure the odds were going to be in his favour and mm. gathering intel and that sort of thing. I think maybe maybe before he did almost get almost die in the raid. Mm. So now he's like being extra sure that yeah. he's got the drop on Gav and yada yada. Maybe Gav stole his basketball ball. Oh my God. The car park behind the post office was empty with the sake of one car. Victor's car. As he crossed the road, he called out. I know you're here. Victor turned round and was slightly startled to see MC standing there. If he knows he's there, why is he slightly startled? Because he appeared out of nowhere. Oh, like okay. He knows that he, was he is in the vicinity. Right. It's like when Batman appears. Yes. Like you light the bat signal and you wait for him to show up and then you're suddenly there and you're sort of like, bah, Batman. They shine the MC signal, <laughs> which is just a baby with a cross through it. <laughs> he's like, what? Someone here to take away a baby? <laughs> oh, a demon. Oh, sure, I guess. Oh, they've got enteritis. <laughs> Victor turned round and was slightly startled to see MC standing there. Just making sure you're alone. The ninja said, I'm not stupid. I understand this must be a sensitive issue. What did you find? The envelopes were posted fairly locally in London around two weeks ago. I even managed to track down an address for you. It, it must be a company or something similar as they have their own PO box registered and all their post goes in and out from there. Where? Oh, uh, just a second. There was something else. I looked into it, and this address has had some very sensitive and highly strange materials delivered to it in the past few months. <laughs> the past few months. <laughs> he pulled out the money MC had given him earlier and handed it back. I am not entirely comfortable with any of this any longer. If I told you I was the good guy, would that make you feel any more comfortable? No. Victor reached into the inside of his jacket and took a step back. He pulled out a gun oh my God. and pointed it at MC. But this does. Ooh, Ooh. is he double-crossing? Is he, do you think he's been paid off by the <gasps> evil dudes? The December former in league yeah. with the post office. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's why I couldn't track the shoes I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> at least MC has next month's rent back. <laughs> but don't they own the building? Oh, they have the building? I'm not sure of the legality of it. Yeah, but I don't think they are either. <laughs> One vamp reached Gavin Louise first. On instinct, Gav stepped to his left, almost letting the vampire run straight past him, but quickly grabbed him by the coat, burying a knee into his midsection and connecting with a big left uppercut. He threw the vampire back into the other, who was charging forwards. They fell into the floor in a big heap. I like that, obviously Gav is very well versed in martial arts and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. but I love how just normal humans can go toe-to-toe with demonic creatures. I guess the thing is that Gav has, in this, he's got years of training and the other thing, whereas yeah. maybe with the vampires, they just rely overly on their strength. That's true. I guess this is a bit more believable than like Xander being able to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Tom Regeson is much more realistic, <laughs> much more grounded, more gritty, you know? Furia watched from afar. Gav's eyes didn't leave him, which made him slow to react to him when the two vampires speared him down to the ground. They had him pinned down, unable to move. 
Before the could sink their fangs into his flesh, Louise toe-kicked one in the head, giving Gal the opportunity to wrestle the other to the ground, throwing punches to his face. The vampire Louise had kicked stalked her now. She aimed a kick at his groin as he came forwards, but he caught it before her foot reached its target, holding her smaller leg between his knees. Oh, okay, so he caught it, caught it with his legs. Yeah, I was yeah, confused yeah. for a minute then. I thought he had, like, knees for hands and it was under... <laughs> it was... It, it, the, the anatomy. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Off balance, he pushed her with a little force, tripping her over. She stumbled backwards, tying to put as much distance between her and the vampire as possible, trying to regain her feet. So she's tying to put as much distance between them, but trying to regain her feet. She's <laughs> tying knots with one hand. <laughs> the girl fights for you, Fury noted. Gav turned from fighting his opponent after taking him down with a leg trip and saw Louise back up against the wall. He sprinted across the glass area, pulling the vampire away from Louise via the, his neck. The vampire buried an elbow into Gav's ribs and spun him around, pinning him against the glass. If someone doesn't get thrown out of the window, what is even the point, right? Come on. Louise hit the vampire on the back of the head, distracting him for a split second. This gave Gav enough time to gain the right amount of leverage to drive the vampire back, pushing him against the glass wall with such force that the vampire fell through the glass and into the Thames below. Do you know the... So, traditional things with vampires are stakes, crosses, beheadings, (laughs) sunlight, but there's never anything about running water. Is that everything, Buffy? Running water? Yeah. Well, they don't breathe, so they can be no, underwater. No, but it's something about not being able to cross running water. Oh, I didn't really know that. I think that was a thing that was like too dumb to be functional. I, that's it. I think, is that in Twilight? I can't remember if that's in Twilight or not. Okay. Or maybe that's werewolves. I can't remember. Or I think it's werewolves won't go into vampire territory, so not no. at all okay. valid to this the, conversation. The important <laughs> thing is your knowledge of Twilight. <laughs> it's not as good as I want it to be. I, how I ripped off Twilight... <laughs> The thing you wrote when you were 32. <laughs> there, are, there are 27 <laughs> seasons and I'm not in it. It's just you making out with um, Jacob. Yeah, Edward. No, Edward, come okay, on. Edward. How dare you? I couldn't remember his Don't name. Don't fancy that pedo. <laughs> Gavin Louise turned to see the one remaining vampire staring at them. Furia stepped forward, standing just behind his child. Impressive. You use your environment well. The stain of any good fighter. My turn. Furia tore the head of the vampire with one yank and rubbed the dust off his long-nailed hands. Ah, the... He's just showing he's a badass, I guess. But I'm still confused about what's happened. So he's torn the head of the vampire with he's, one yank. I think he's, like, literally beheaded, decapitated the vampire by just tearing his head off with his bare hands. Got that. Rubbed the dust off his long-nailed hands. He's got... So he tore the head off, the vampire turned to dust and got... Oh, and he's doing that sort of bad guy thing where he's, like, rubbing the dust off his hands. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. The, the bad wording of the sentence is confusing. <laughs> Just rejoined. <laughs> Gav grabbed Louise's arm and ran towards the opening in the glass area. Louise screamed as they fell from a high above. Gav! The impact of them both crashing into the river made a tremendous splash. Furia calmly looked out over the river, his face showing no emotion. Sorry, now his face emotion. showing now emotion. <laughs> so it is showing emotion because now it is. Okay, he sure. Was, he was very calm before and now he's like, oh, Emotion. <laughs> what do we think of the physics of two people jumping out of the London Eye into the Thames? I guess it depends how high up it is and all that well, sort of stuff. it's the top. 
Was it at the top or was it just going? Robert, to the top? I mean, it's not like one off the ground, is it? That's not it's... very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> just lightly hit the floor. <laughs> oh, I scuffed my knee. <laughs> well, they break their necks. Is, uh, I mean, if it's from high enough, then yeah, falling water. Also, the Thames is but... nasty. You don't want to jump into the Thames. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Plus, better to get your head ripped off by a vampire. <laughs> More hygienic. But he washes his hands afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's true. I know what you are doing. Victor said confidently as he pointed the gun at Mrs. Head. You won't to rush over here and rip this gun from my hands. I have quick reactions. It's the least threatening thing you could say to a person, isn't it? I'm really good at juggling. (laughs) I can do five balls, mate. Don't mess with me. Yeah, you can do five balls, don't I? (laughs) I'm sure you do, being a ninja and all. This took MC off guard. At first he thought Victor was just taking desperate measures to protect himself after a crazy man tried to bribe him earlier. But this changed things. Before we go any further, I must warn you that any attempt to remove this firearm from my uh, arm will mean that your friend, Jay, who is, as we speak, sitting at home with your daughter, will be shot several times in the head by the hired help. Are we clear? Makes it sound like there's a butler or (laughs) a maid. Pointing a gun at Jay. It's like, I, I was just here for cleaning, but I mean, you know, oh, the bonus is good. So. A cleaner is an assassin, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I made this clever somehow. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's so, uh, what I'm wondering now mm. is not only, well, at first I thought maybe Victor is being paid off by the December form. Mm. Is he a part of it? Or did he just sort of stumble across it and then they decided to make use of him? I don't know. Because, mm. I mean, he did he did the investigating and found where they were. Yeah. So maybe that was... Yeah, I don't but know. But he's got a gun. He knows him. He's the hired help. But like, it seems yeah. a lot for a mild-mannered post office manager. <laughs> I mean, the post office and the mafia are basically <laughs> the same, right? So he's already used to this gritty underworld. Well, that would make sense as to why he knows where MC lives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the post. Yeah. yeah. It all makes perfect there sense. Not a single flaw in this. Very. But if anything happens to my daughter, I will kill you. I don't he know if I believe him. <laughs> crossing his fingers as he did. He immediately went for the gun. He's trying for reverse psychology. <laughs> Ever hear of the December form, MC? Ooh. Ooh. It did. What? <laughs> Is MC the it? <laughs> Ever hear of the December form, Mr. MC? It did. <laughs> Where had MC heard that before? He remembered what their one and only guest had said just before his head had exploded. <laughs> he said the December form were watching them. This was Roots, of course, who uh, was possessed and then yeah. got attacked Louise and then died randomly. I can't remember. What, was, it, was it... Why did he die? Don't remember. Yep. Yep. Cool. Right. I've heard the name. The source is dead now, so I'm familiar with what they do. Wait. Not for, I think you mean not familiar. Oh, so he's like, I don't know who they are, I've only got the name. Hmm. Right, okay. Well, allow me to fill you in. We, the December Form, are an organisation who are set upon ending the world. Read any cryptic letters lately? <gasps> oh, so he is. Vic smiled. So he is part of it. Oh, shit. So he's really set MC up here then. Yeah. Damn. Damn post office. Is every manager of the post office (laughs) part of this apocalyptic cult? They all want to end the world. Second class. From just dealing with customers all day. And they're like, (laughs) yeah, ending the world is probably the best thing. 
You send those letters. Bingo! So you're a part of this December form who you claim want to bring forth the apocalypse, but you work at the post office? <laughs> Valid question from yeah. Rosie. Yeah. Day job. Although, as of today, I have resigned my post. Wait, pun? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. We're not like anything you've ever faced before. Funnily enough, I've faced geeks who played with magic before. He's played Magic the Gathering. <laughs> oh, we don't use magic or anything as uncertain as the supernatural. Maybe for the odd protection spell here or there, or if we run out of wine during a party. But for our ultimate goal, we do things manually. So I'm just... Do they have, like, nice cheese and wine parties? Yeah, yeah of course. It's part of the... the thing it's like the benefits of being post office manager <laughs> one is he gets to join the december form yep two monthly cheese and wine lovely yeah nice perfect Hilton. i'd join sounds like a lovely cult mc sniggered as he was genuinely amused didn't scientology let you in had to go and make your own tree house maybe i should just signal to my friends have them kill jay and little amy mc wasn't laughing anymore from what victor was telling him it seemed a little weak but he didn't want to take the chance until he was certain. Would that get you to take us seriously? Vic had become much more serious in his tone of speech. The December form exists all over the world. We have thousands of groups, all trying to do the same as us, to end the world. Not because we answer to a higher being, not for money or power, not even for revenge for anyone who has ever wronged us. It's not even misspelled, you just couldn't resist. It's just what it is. We believe in evil and the absolution of it. There's nothing more pure in the world. You exist in a world of grey, whereas I and my partners, we live completely free. Again, the whole evil people want to end the world because evil. Yeah, because it's it's the purest thing in the world, MC. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Extremists. MC thought. Not easy to fight. There once was a December form in Tokyo, but once the news of your arrival there got around, they moved on. But we pretty much exist in every major country in the world. London, Paris, Madrid, New York, Sydney, Rome. You know when there's like a, a clothing brand and it has like established so-and-so and then all the little <laughs> cities that it has the centre in? I'm just imagining that, like December form, established 17 or oh, 14? No, that was the vampire. Yeah. Whenever the fuck. <laughs> London, Paris, Madrid, New York, Sydney, Rome. Also. And then Tokyo crossed out. <laughs> But MC, mm. did you pick up on another city that's listed there? Oh. Mm. Is this going to be a crossover bad guy? Oh. Mm. No, I just want... That. You mean Sydney, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want Australian ninjas now. Oh, yes. <gasps> if you're so popular, how come the world hasn't ended already? I'm afraid this is where the supernatural side comes into play. All these December forms are linked through a sort of telepathy. Once the time is ready for us all to make attempts at Armageddon, we feel it. More than love, friendship, hate, lust, we know when the time is right. Cool. Okay. Okay. That's, that's just somewhat vague. Someone again. with a calendar. Think who decides when it's time? That's then? the thing. Yeah. So they're an organization that doesn't use supernatural means, but they're controlled by a supernatural 
alarm. So I think they're saying, like they said earlier, that they're not using the supernatural to actually end the world. Right. Like that's not the means of ending the world. Okay. But they do use it here and there to sort of help them out. So I guess it's like the, the it's a tool. communication thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all human. They're not mystical beings or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. More than love, friendship, hate, lust. We know when the time is right. That time would be now then. Very soon, yes. Victor grinned. So why are you telling me all this? You said the Tokyo branch fled because of us. Between you and me, I just don't think the Japanese had the stomach to destroy the world. Is he being racist? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But let's move on because I don't like the racism that comes out of this. MC's mind randomly wandered to Chief Inspector Harato. Besides, this is my hobby. What fun would it be if there wasn't a challenge in it? Victor smiled. You really are crazy. MC said. (laughs) That's just the thing. The three of us, we're all perfectly sane. We've never murdered anyone before or committed any sort of crime. We're just normal people with a magnificent chance in life. Of course, I don't speak for some of the December 4 members. Some of them are a few sandwiches short of a picnic. You're... Crazy, MC repeated. So we are. Well, this is very exposition heavily uh, heavy at the moment, isn't it? It is a little uh, bit. It's like we have these mysterious bad guys and little notes and like the apocalypse thing. And like, no, no, here they are. Here's everything you need to know about them. And they're doing that villain thing of explaining who they are, what their plan is, and even saying how many there are. There's yep. three of them. <laughs> three. Is MC just going to go around beating up post office managers now? <laughs> three normal humans. Well, I mean, a few of them are a few sandwiches short of the picnic. <laughs> There's, uh, they're established in different cities in the world. They're yeah. all going to try and end the world at one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's semi-different, I guess. It's a little bit. I mean, if if they are all human and it's just because they, they're they evil. Yeah, um, it's kind of like, I don't know, the, the New World Order or Illuminati, you it's, know. Yeah, it's a weird cult secret society thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just without the power. And I guess, like, them all trying to end the world at once kind of maximises their chances. Like, yeah. if there's somebody with a... A nuke and somebody with yeah. a biochemical and, you know, all these different methods, mm-hmm. I guess they could mesh. Makes them dangerous, I guess. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I know their, their reasoning is vague. It's like any sort of cult. It's like, why do you have some sort of suicide pact? It's yeah. because you believe in what you're doing is yeah, going to lead to something yeah, yeah. or is the right thing to do. Yeah. And yeah, they're a cult. Yeah. We cut to 11 months ago. Unknown <laughs> England. Oh, they're back again. Why don't they know where they are? Because <laughs> you couldn't be bothered to think of a place name. <laughs> Gav yelled as he watched the vicious undead vampire Furia bite down on his mentor's neck, spilling blood all over the floor. Well, who saw that coming, eh? What a surprise. Oh my god, I'm so surprised. (laughs) He froze for a split second for the first time in his life, not knowing what to do. Even when his friends had been murdered in front of him, he still had a strange sense of being in control. This was different. The man who had been like a father he'd never had was now dead. Gav looked to Furia, who glared right back at him. It had been an intense battle, with Peter's men starting to come out on top against Furia's children, the vampires he had turned for his own army. But once Furia himself had come forwards, it had all changed. Do you think he ripped off the heads of his children as he went along? <laughs> it's too dusty in here, I've got allergies, we need to leave. What do we do now, Gav? One of the men asked. What? Why are you asking me? Because you're in charge now. After thinking for a few very long moments, he turned to the man. Run! With that, the men retreated away from Furia's lair as the old vampire watched them leave. This is not over. 
back to the present day. Soaked to the bone, Gav pulled out the equally soggy Louise on the bank of the River Thames. Hey, it looked like they did have some nookie after hey. all. Hey, land and I. Oh, soggy is such a horrible term to use in any sort of sexual situation. It is. Ugh. The night air chilled them to the bone, but Gav insisted they keep moving, again grabbing Louise by the arm and dragging her away at a fast pace. They had barely been sprinted for a minute when they turned a corner into a large open area between the back exits to a series of warehouses along the river. No, warehouses are never a good sign. <laughs> I wonder if they're all abandoned. <sighs> Gav, I, I need a minute, Louise said. We don't have a minute, all right? Gav snapped. We don't even have a second. If Furia finds us, we're dead, you understand? Who the hell is that guy? Why is he after you? He's a killer, Gav replied after pausing. He's deaf. We can't fight him. We just need to get as far away from him as possible. Little late, Louise gulped, peering over Gav's shoulder. He turned to see what had caught her gaze and saw Furia blocking the only exit from the small space they had run into. He was only around six feet away from them. Alone at last, Furia said. He snarled, showing his long, aged fangs, and seemingly flew forwards. Reacting quickly, Gav pushed Louise out of the way. She landed beside a bug-green dustbin, hitting her head. What's bug-green? Like, I'm... the. It must mean big green dustbin. Oh, okay, okay, thank you, well done. Yeah, I, was thinking, well, I mean, I'm sure there are green bugs, but it's not the first word I've come up with to describe a colour. Furia clotheslined Gav upside down, landing on his head. Quickly picking Gav off the floor, Furia had a hold on his clothes, spinning him once and sending him crashing into the brick wall of one of the warehouses. Drink? (laughs) Gav got to his knees and hit the floor again as Furia swung his foot into the back of Gav's head, continuing by stomping him. Louise pushed herself up and went to jump onto Furia's back. The 800-year-old vampire saw her coming, springing his hand back into her face, knocking her down. Classic Buffy move, though, to jump on the back of... (laughs) Yeah, all the weak characters do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Your time will come, he gloated. Gav tried to crawl away. Furia teased him, picking him up with one hand, throwing him across the alleyway. Furia laughed as Gav spat blood. This is all you are? My spies told me you were now a great fighter, but there is no power here. I'm going to break you, slowly. He snarled again and pounced. Hello, Fury is the most dangerous vampire we've ever encountered. Well, he's just so overwhelmingly powerful, isn't he? Yeah, way more powerful than Scoot ever was. How dare you? (laughs) Scoot could kick the shit out of Furia. I wish I could literally capture the look you gave me when I said that. Sitting in the armchair, alone in the bed and breakfast, a sleeping Amy next to him, Jay was completely unaware of the red dot coming through the window aimed on his chest as he continued to watch television. Victor had been talking for a little while now about the December form and how they were just ordinary people with extraordinary beliefs that they weren't crazy. MC wondered if Victor was trying to convince him or himself. As the former post office manager continued to ramble, MC noticed him take his gaze away from the man he had the gun pointed at. With great speed, MC snatched the gun away from Victor, pushing him back slightly to create extra distance and turning the gun on him. But didn't Victor say, like, literally, don't do that or we'll have your friend and baby killed? E or I'm not sure if that was, like, if you hurt me, then we'll do that. Okay, but I mean, he's got a gun on him now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do anything foolish. Victor sneered. 
What would it accomplish? A dead friend? A dead baby daughter? And turning you into a murderer? I kill things that try to destroy the world. It's what I do. Shot many humans in cold blood? Victor asked. I mean, they killed killed a bunch of people because that was the whole thing with the Tokyo the SWAT. Yeah, but he felt slightly bad about it afterwards. He did, he did. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. It's the whole thing about killing humans, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Why that's bad when they're evil, but killing an evil demon isn't. Exactly. Yeah. It suddenly occurred to MC. From what Victor had told him, the December form weren't demons or zombies or hell beasts or even higher powers trying to rule the world. They were people. Average run-of-the-mill guys. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, there's nothing average about the post office manager. If you're in an, a world-ending apocalyptic cult, yeah. that doesn't make you the average nine-to-five person, does it? <laughs> average run-of-the-mill guys with sick, twisted ideas about how to have fun. He did, however, have some experience in that. The gang had been shocked to see the SWAT had all been human after they had fought. There you go. Ah, so yeah. you have managed to go. yeah. MC realised he would just have to get into the war mindset again, although his mind had been doing much wandering of late. The war mindset. <laughs> it's like when you paint like the black lines across your face. And then you go out to the notorious streets of war. <laughs> there are others ready to carry out the orders and plans. The minute you pull that trigger, Mr MC, another shot will ring out in London. Two more, in fact. MC stared at Victor. You know you can't fight us, don't you? The statement took MC off guard slightly. The events of that evening made him feel completely unsettled. I'll find a way. I always do. He didn't sound sure. We both know this is much different. A smug smile appeared across Victor's face. MC's expression did not change. He threw the gun back to Victor. What happens now? The ninja asked. I'll let you know continuing to wear the smile that would send shivers down an Eskimo's back. (laughs) Victor tucked the gun back into his inside pocket, walked to his car. Okay, The smile on his face made MC certain that not only was Victor serious, but he wasn't lying. Be seeing you, MC said as he watched Victor drive away. His thoughts turned back to Jay and Amy, and he was quickly out of the car park and sprinting back to the B&B. It's interesting because Victor says that you know this is very different to previous things but i feel like the gang the rest of the gang have been held hostage and threatened (laughs) and stuff before it seems like a weekly occurrence really yeah i guess not in the maybe apocalyptic sense and i don't know like there's some form seem like they've got resources if they can hire assassins true it does seem like the more established and wider spread i mean we know they're in all the major cities yes apparently so do you know what it kind of reminds me of it kind of reminds me of the court of owls from batman although Ah. they were apocalyptic they were more just controlling Gotham right. sort of thing, uh, the unseen. And it, it's slightly different. But in a way, you know, they were, they were just people as well. Mm. And yeah. The entire alley blurred as Gav's face bounced off the concrete floor. His head was spinning and he could barely remember where he was. The fear of the vampire beating him down kept him aware of his surroundings. Furia had slowed the pace. It wasn't an intense battle. In fact, it wasn't even a battle. It was a mugging. Did he take his wallet? <laughs> And now, my master plan is complete. 20 quid! <laughs> and a library card. But Gav never uses a library card, obviously. No, they've got crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. The vampire stood over a bloody Gav. I expected more. Much more. Furia shook his head, all the while wearing an evil grin. But I grow tired of your stench. 
No, you'll die. He'd knelt down beside Gav, pushing his demon face close. He whispered, When I kill your leader, the man you revered, I spat out his blood. Do you know why? Gav moved his eyes up to feet furious. Wait, what? On me, Mate, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was looking at his feet. Like, I'll buy pics of those, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Gav has a, is a 15-year-old with a foot fetish. He's always <laughs> naked and covered in oil in a box. What backstory we've got from Gav? <laughs> Gav moved his eyes up to feet furious, unable to move. He had taken worse beatings before, but the belief in his mind that this was his last moment on earth, that this fight would finish him, completely smothered his rational thinking. It was poisoned by a mortal disease that would probably have killed him within a few months. He didn't fall with that one bike I took of him. When you ran, he was still alive, barely. I gave him medical attention kept him alive and watched as the disease destroyed him piece by piece until his body, racked with pain and suffering, dissolved before me. Furia laughed. So, so two things. What disease makes you dissolve? <laughs> Is it enteritis? <laughs> also, didn't um, Whistler in Blade, who is also a sort of grizzled mm. mentor, have cancer or something? Oh, do you think I've ripped off Blade here? Yeah. There's a very good chance Gav I've ripped off Blade. Blade. Oh, Gav gets the coolest <laughs> rip-off. He's Blade with a foot fetish, though. <laughs> 15-year-old foot fetish Blade. Come on. <laughs> That's not that good. <laughs> but this is quite a sick plan Fury had, you know? Yeah. Like, he saved him and just let him... I'm, I'm guessing cancer. I'm, I'm guessing like he withered yeah, away yeah, and just yeah. let him... That's quite horrible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's evil, evil vampire stuff. Yeah. Gav shook with rage. Louise, holding a brick she had picked up from the ground, smacked Furia around the back of the head with it. Yes, Louise. He snapped back, pinned her arms against her shoulders, and prepared to drive his fangs into her neck. Furia! <laughs> the vampire let go of Louise and turned just in time to meet a kick from Gav, which sent him sprawling across the floor. Gav was still shaking, his face red with anger. Furia got to his feet and smiled. Before he could say another word, Gav ran forwards, taking the vampire back down. They rolled around on the floor for a few seconds, both jostling for position, when Gav brought his legs up sharply, flipping Furia into the air, crashing into a window of one of the buildings, shattering the glass. Gav followed up the attack, laying in with big punches until Furia blocked one and used a headbutt to get free. It's almost like Gav finding out his mentor was brutally killed. It's like he's spinach, you know? Well, that and Louise being uh, threatened. Yeah, but I think it's more the mentor at this point, isn't it? Doesn't care about Louise. (laughs) Yeah, whatever, bite her. Sure. Her feet are ugly. I'm going to be honest. Look, I'm sorry. She's just my groomer anyway, so... (laughs) Crawling forwards, Gav reached for a large piece of glass. He grabbed it just as Furia pulled him back by the legs. He stabbed the vampire in the heart, causing him to wince. I spelled that correctly. Oh my god. Oh my god, what's happening? Shit. He stabbed the vampire in the heart, causing him to wince in pain slightly before slapping Gav down. Tickles a bit when he gets stabbed in the heart with a piece of glass. Ow, that hurt. Stop it, I'm going to tell mum. Forgetting your lessons, Gav. He went to strike again, but Gav pulled the glass out and drove it into the face of Furia. The vampire stepped back. 
Gav followed up with a big kick to the now gagging Furia, knocking him down. Reaching for the glass, yanking it out of his neck, Gav proceeded to hack and slash a Furia's neck with the sharp glass until he had cut right through the vampire's spine at the back. Jesus, the brutality in this I is know, just... right? With the sort of letting the man die of cancer to yeah. stabbing someone in the spine... Furia didn't turn directly to dust. Good, because otherwise Gav would have to, like, dust off his hands. (laughs) A certain small percentage of his skeleton remained. Ash like it. Ash like as it was. So his skeleton is somehow like ash? Ash like as it was. Oh, okay, so I guess he's like a dusty skeleton. (laughs) Sure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Weak, Gav dropped to the floor. The burst of energy and rage had almost killed him. Louise, holding her bruised head, hurried over to Gav's side and wrapped her arms around him. I love you! He said with as much voice as he could muster. She replied with the same answer and kissed his blood-stained forehead. So Fury's still alive, though. No, I think he's dead. I think it's just because he's so old, he doesn't just evaporate to dust. Oh, I see, I see, sure. Yeah, he's he's a powerful vampire and I guess that's what happens. They become ash-like skeletons. Sure. <laughs> it's is that what happened in... Didn't that happen in Buffy, where the like, master skeleton remained after he got dusted? I think so, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, that we makes go. sense. Yeah. Jay jumped up, startled as MC burst into the living room of the B&B. Jesus Christ! He declared. Everything okay? MC asked. Yeah! Jay took a breath. Amy's fine. The ninja scoped up his sleeping daughter and turned to head upstairs. Jay. He said, turning back. You... you Okay. I'm good. Jay pulled a little smile. MC nodded and left him in the living room. Oh, an actual nice moment between yeah. the pair. <laughs> I wonder how long that will last. It was literally when he expected, Tuff expected Jay to be murdered. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I could be a little bit That's sentimental. Like when Jay is close to being assassinated, yeah. when he gets sucked into a portal hell dimension, <laughs> now the feeling comes out. Is Jay just going to fake his near death every time he's sort of feeling a bit unappreciated? That night, once they got home, Louise and Gav, despite being exhausted from the fight in the alley, made love. Nookie, yay! Like <laughs> about your friends having sex again. By the next day, they're... Bed sheets were covered in dry blood and their hair stuck to the pillows. What about their feet, though? <laughs> you don't know what happened to them. <laughs> London Eye. Every time they embraced, it hurt, but their passion took over and they remained close all night. Who's Al Knight? <laughs> Was he watching? <laughs> and confusingly, that's where we're going to end Bleeding Up Myself, part two. Well, what do we think of that episode, MC? Well, I mean, to be honest, introducing Gav's nemesis and then just immediately killing it in the same episode, <laughs> kind of uh, a bit of an anticlimax, I guess, but I suppose it's good that, you know, Louise and Gav get a bit more attention. Yeah, it's cemented it's, their relationship a bit. It's development for Gav as well, isn't it? Yes. Like him sort of getting over this fear of this terrifying vampire, this figure from his past that killed his mentor and yada yada. Similar to Chip, I guess, in a way with the one. Yeah, maybe yeah. to not such an emotional extent, yeah, but still, no, for sure. yeah, yeah, it's something from his past that obviously terrified him because he decided to run at first rather than yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then finding out what happened to his mentor, what happened to Louise, yeah. like trying to protect her, just yeah. sent him into his sort of super gav mode, and he 
brutally killed this yeah, very old vampire. Man. Yeah. I guess this is the thing, is these sort of episodes is or and the kind of how I would write and stole from television series was the overarching bad guy we have with it December form. Yeah. And we found out a bit more about them we did. today. Uh, and also uh, kind of a one off villain in Inferior just to give Gav a bit more story. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we found out more about the December four we did as well, who were evil for some reason. Yeah, so our big bad for this season is a cult. Yeah. Yeah, a bit different. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. We kind of said this season has become a bit more domesticated. We trips to the post office, yeah. we're in a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Now humans are the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we see what next week's episode is called, MC? Let's. Next week's episode is called For Hire. Is this going to be Gav wringing out his feet? No, he likes other people's feet. Oh, that's true, actually. So he's going to go to people who are sending feet, feet pics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, join your only fans! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to send us your feet pics, did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? <laughs> I really hope we don't end up with any actual feet pictures now. Oh, God. Uh, you can find us at Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we are on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue free of charge on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and YouTube. And if you want to uh, leave a rating for our foot <laughs> fetish only fans... <laughs> Um, which is how we support the fo- the podcast financially. Yeah. Huh? Um, don't. 